You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And due to the inclement weather, we've called off the day here at America's Web Radio. It's uh, anything below 20 degrees. Big Jim can't catch the yellow bus to come in to do the classic car show, and uh, Steve won't go by the... Oh, no, I'm well, sorry. What is this, the malarkey hour? This is the malarkey hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your Better brain known must... as bull. Does... <laughs> your, your brain must be chilled. What, what does malarkey mean? Well, it, there's another word for it, too. The... I know, but where did it come from? What does it mean? Um, beats me. It's got to be uh, uh, vaudeville or something, I think, from the 20s, mm-hmm. my guess. Google malarkey, would you, chief engineer, board operator, station owner, please? And John, do you left out trash man? Trash man. <laughs> would you Google malarkey and? I, but we use these words. I just think it's interesting. I do that a lot. I hear a word that we use all the time, and I'll I'll, I'll look and see. Oh, yeah. I, that's where it came from. Yeah. So, that's where it came from. We're, we're, you know where most of my words came from? My mother. <laughs> From Texas, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get rude. They'll put a they'll put a stupid blonde on you. <laughs> they'll put a stupid blonde on you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, that stupid bitch that's running for governor in Texas that came. Oh. You know, she. You can tell she's a good Democrat. She, but she's she's not really a good Democrat because she forgets which lie she's told last. You know, one yeah. time she's having a kid at nineteen. The next time she's having a kid at twenty-one. Raising it by herself, but then she's in got the a trailer. Rich, yeah, yeah, I mean, she it's just. husband for a while, and then she, yeah. Yeah, she went to Harvard, and uh, yeah, and yeah. yeah. She so, paid for it, then he paid for it. Oh, he paid for it, I bet. No, but she said she paid for it. <laughs> well, I know, but I, I bet you he paid royally and then, for it. And then when she graduated, they said that, they, that she uh, uh, two weeks filed for divorce as soon as she got Sayonara. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to look at I don't think she's a nice lady. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Is this a classic car show? Well, she's a she's a classic <laughs> example of a bitch. I guess that oh, that be. covers it. Oh, oh, man. Could be. Here we could go. Be. It's going to be one. I tell you. Well, this is a good morning to preach to the uh, Reverend Oil and Battery and Tire. I mean, I wonder how many people are going to rush to the... To their dealers with, what's that light going off? My yeah. car's blowing up. Yeah, and the yeah. TPMS and uh, yeah, the and PMS the, sensor and, and the <laughs> anti-lock system. And PTSD. And, yeah, and, and I step on my brake pedal and the pedal vibrates and makes a noise. And <laughs> well, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. There's a lot of, of cold winter afflictions that, especially here, because people aren't used to it here. And the vehicles aren't used to it here. Yeah, that's true. And 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 people like one of the just a simple thing is is is, uh, and I still get this all the time from people, and they're going to change oil, and and they're they're still using twenty W fifty or the <laughs> or the model or, or the real old people. I use straight fifty weight or I use straight forty weight. And some yeah, of them, re- and then you it? get to the real bizarre ones. They use thirty or forty weight non-detergent 
because that's what Henry did. It, well, it, you know, it'll that takes them three days just to find it to buy it, doesn't it? No, it's it's readily really? available. Really? Yeah. yeah, you can you can find thirty or forty weight in Walmart even. Well, when it Not gets to be this this cold in Atlanta, I just put my kerosene heater full blast in the garage to keep it warm. And check my you. and check my insurance policy. Yeah, check your insurance policy. Yeah, but a lot of people just don't. There, there's a lot of there's a lot that people don't get with that with this cold weather stuff. I know, and like the hard. like the jerk that has the fireplace out on his screen porch, and has it going like crazy. Well, the sad thing is, and would his last name be Obama? No. Jones. No. Jones? <laughs> yeah, he, he emptied his fireplace out in his backyard and didn't realize. Oh, the baseball guy. Yeah, and didn't realize what in the house and the woods caught on fire. Yeah. Jones. I don't know. I guess Chipper. Chipper, Chipper Jones. Chipper? When yeah. was this? Just well, this, this week. Just past couple days ago. Yeah. Here in Atlanta or in, in Texas? Roswell. Well, no, Roswell. Well, he's oh. going to keep his house in, in Roswell for a while. What was going to? Is that yeah, the? I guess he still is. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. He lives up by Steve and me. In the rich way neighborhood. Up, way up. Well, no, he's no. way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, I don't think where I am. But. Well, he's I, thought he, I thought he lived in Texas. What do well, I know? He, he does. He both places. Ah. Uh, but it, it, Which uh, wife? It, I, look, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> all I can tell you is he cleaned his fireplace ashes out. Thought they were all out, went outside. And don't you ever talk about me! Yeah, and, and put them on the ground. <laughs> Didn't put any water on him, and went in the house. And I guess yeah, they, they yeah they took him forty five minutes to put the fire out. Yeah, and then my neighbor put his in a can, and I guess something blew the can over, <laughs> and it burned his back porch off. We had a at my right across the street from me, my neighbor lives up on a hill, and so and it's a big grass. You you've been there, you've, you've yeah. seen it, and uh, it was uh, Robert's, my youngest son's christening party. So we'd all come home from church and everything and the people were all doing this stuff around and and food was massive and the drinks were flowing and i i just ha- happened to be holding my my the male must have lost my invitation my older son i was holding him he was two and somebody came up to me and said you know you think you ought to call your neighbor across the street and tell him his lawn's on fire and he, Dave Chance, whose lawn it was, was standing right by me. And we look out the window, and sure enough, here's wow. climbing so up towards us. Cigarette? Cigarette button. It was windy. It was a cold, windy day. And uh, it was just so Dave runs over, turns on his sprinkler system while the fire department's putting on their coveralls, <laughs> making sure they were They don't want to get out in the cold. It's too cold, you know. But. Hey, at least he hadn't drained his sprinkler system. No, no, it, it all uh, it didn't get to his house by any means. But it was it was I, it was a classic scene of you know. Do you think you ought to tell your neighbor his yard's on fire? No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's my neighbor. It's him right there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, Steve and I were talking on the phone this week about. Uh, Steve's got a phone. Yeah, yeah, he's got two now. He's got a landline and a. And a regular line about uh, the auctions. Yeah. Th- th- oh, where, we were. That's what a, a continuation of last week's oh, show. Oh, this is going to be even better. This is, yeah, we're we're locked and loaded this week. So they, we were uh, talking about muscle cars. Yeah, there. I got an email from the national director of AACA, and 
He sent a copy of a video that's on Haggerty's website, Haggerty Anti-Car Insurance. And uh, it's worth listening. I watched a lot of it. It's a half hour seminar that they did on car values. And they have some of the more well-known people that are involved in that stuff uh, on the panel and a bunch of people in the audience asking questions. And, you know, they've done some very nice charts and graphs and all of this kind of stuff. So if you are of a mind, and this dealt with muscle cars, uh, if you are of a mind to to uh, check this out, it, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um uh, where where has the the uh, the hobby gone as far as uh, muscle cars, muscle car values, all of this kind of stuff? To to make it very simple, what they said was that the high point of muscle cars uh, costs was somewhere around '06 to '09, and they have fallen off drastically, hmm. except for the very, very unusual uh, vehicles like a Hemi Cuda convertible. There was only six of those ever made. Okay, now, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 now, were through, went through Barrett-Jackson last week. Are these that have already been totally restored? Yeah, or, I mean, or? just just values. They're just talking about values and auction, mostly auction values. Uh, and you know something that was like that was Carol Shelby's race car. Or Carol, she, you know he. I they don't know where Cobra One is. I wonder where that one is. It, it's documented and it's around. But I saw that one of the magazines you gave me they had a picture of Cobra One. Can you imagine the one that, that he kept yeah, painting? Yeah. So everybody yeah. Can you imagine what that car would bring? Cobra One, come in. Come in, Cobra One, over? Yeah. Over Cobra One? I can't imagine it that way. The other thing is that L88 Stingray Coupe, and it wasn't even a split window, went for over $3 bucks. Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't either. Uh, There's got to be a lot of ether in that tent. (laughs) Well, wasn't that a charity auction, too? Wasn't that? Maybe. I'm not sure. I I just got I think somebody told me about that car, and I... <clears throat> if it wasn't, I think it's a charity auction. Well, I, I mentioned this to, I, I know, Jim, it may have been while you were out of town, Steve, but a f- 1951, maybe two, GMC olive drab green pickup it has been parked down, you know, for sale, 10000 bucks. Now, I haven't driven it. I, well, one, I wouldn't pay that for it. But why, why does somebody think that they're going to pull that? You, you, because of what we're talking about. They, they see the auction values. Yeah. And they so think. Their neighbor or their son watched the moron jackass auction. And they had one go through there, sold for $22,000 or 25000 or whatever. And now they think. It's like everybody with Camaros and Chevelles and Mustangs thinks. In your opinion, what's that worth, actually? I'd have to look. If I, if, in in Moderate condition, fair condition. Probably six, five, six thousand somewhere in there. Because it's going to take you twenty-five to to restore it. See, if if I were to buy something like that, one, I don't think I'd pay over three, maybe four grand for it. And the second part is, I wouldn't restore it. 
Yeah. If it was running and did what I wanted it to do. It's called Patina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I used to date a girl you named did, Patina. You, you did. Yeah, yeah. four legs. <laughs> and he'd whistle. But There we go. But uh, oh. no, they're just, you know, pickup trucks uh, ha- don't have a high value. I mean, it's just not. Um, fleet sides do. That The Chevy fleet side from the 50s. You know, well, but yeah. those are those are very those are you mean this like the Cameo and the Apache yeah. and those right, things. Right. But those are very, those are very limited um, production vehicles. Yeah, you yeah. you don't find find many of those things. But there are some cool ones in here, like the Dodge, the Dodge and the Studebaker with the big fins. They're just yeah. cool looking. Yeah. Uh, and hate the, the you mean the the pickups? pickups? Yeah. yeah. I, I just think Studebaker. That's cool. I, Careful now. My grandfather had a Studebaker pickup I bet. truck. Well, I just I'm, think they're cool. Looking. I'll go get your grandfather, and I'll apologize to them. <laughs> but Thank there's <laughs> there's not even a GMC listed trucks are. are I mean, are, back then too, the GMC and Chevy were identical twins. Right, they right. came from the same mother. Yes, they still do. See, here's here's one here, a '54 three quarter flatbed, uh, six cylinder four speed. All original new tires, daily driver condition twelve five. That's a get in and go. And and that's a fifty four. So, you know, it'd have to be a really nice car truck. Yeah, this one like I said, fair condition. I didn't see any bad bad damage on it, but it's like the the tailgate was obviously from another Vehicle because it's white and the rest of the pickup was the yuck green. That was an option. Yeah, <laughs> two tone. Two tone. That yeah. was a two tone. Yeah, you paid extra. <laughs> but but it is kind. Of, it was kind of interesting. The uh, oh yeah, we got a break. I thought you were just exercising uh, your hands. Let me go get some. Okay, we're gonna break. We'll be back right after this. The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back, uh, and we're back with Jim and... Uh, well, and, and and the Brill Cream kid's out getting a little water. Water! Yes. Water. Um, our uh, West Coast program director, Ron... Yes? ...made the mistake of going over to the auctions. <laughs> <laughs> and no. he bought? No, 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 no. He didn't even wave at anybody. But there is a positive note. At the Barrett-Jackson, he met up with a friend of his 
who he hadn't seen in a long time, and his friend brought his young son, I'm going to guess probably seven, eight years old, to the auction with him. And the people at the auction, now they weren't inside the tent waving around and get, drinking their ten drinks. This is outside where they're marshalling the cars to bring them in. And one of the people, one of the attendants from the Barrett-Jackson let the little guy get into a NASCAR stock car that was there that was being sold and let the little kid, I guess they had an airplane. There's, they were selling boats, planes, airplanes, and anything that moved and let him get up in that. And that's the kind of thing these young kids need today is the opportunity to do something like that, to experience it, so they're not playing with their Xbox and all their other goofy little toys with their hands. And they can enjoy these cars. And they got to meet Don Prudhomme. We were talking about the snake and the mongoose last week and Tom McEwen and Sox and Martin and got posters signed and did all those kinds of things, which is outside the auction tent where the bidding goes on. So there is a little bit of a circus atmosphere there. It's a car show. Yeah, and the young kids, He, this is a friend of Ron's, Yeah, brought his young son, and they were nice to him. They were very nice. Now, that wouldn't have happened at the Gooding auction or the Bonhams auction or the RM auction because those auctions do the high-dollar art. Those are the, the Campbell Soup paintings and things like yeah. that that they sell. <laughs> yeah, no, you go there to, to go to the auction. Yeah, and uh, Russo and Steele, of course the problem there is they're out in the gravel and in a field outside, basically, and uh, those cars get all dusty, but and they don't attract the high dollars. I mean, the most expensive car at Russo and Steele that I'm aware of was a Lamborghini 350 GT that went for 750000 Oh, I love that car. That's the most beautiful touring body. Yeah, they really do a beautiful <laughs> job with that. So the auctions. I've seen some Italians that were pretty good. Yeah, bodies. yeah. Well, that's what this is, is an Italian. Um, yeah, but Barrett-Jackson is, is an event. It's, it's, it's a circus. Like it's like yeah, <laughs> it's a circus. There's no flea market. No. There's no flea market. No. And uh, speaking of that, and Hershey, Charlotte's coming up in April, right? April, right. Yeah, not to get away from the auction, but they have an auction at Charlotte, too, don't they? With yes. With the flea market and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know whose it is, but there is one There yeah. is one there. Yeah, and I guess it might be Meekum. And, yeah, they, uh, they're live now. The Meekum auction is live yeah, now. And yeah. I, I looked at that. But, see, I, I just get tired. That one gets really boring because it's just... Chevelles, Camaros, and Mustangs, one yeah. after another, after another, after another. Yeah. And a couple, a, a couple Barracudas thrown in. Yep. Or, and or, it goes on and on and on and on. It, it's bigger <clears throat> than Bear Jackson by a mile. Is it really? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Okay. It goes on for a week. It started last Saturday. And that's the and one in Kissimmee. It's in Kissimmee. Kissimmee, yes, yeah. not the Disney. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I guess. By Knott's Berry Farm. No, 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 no. In, in Florida. Oh, in Florida. Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Kissimmee. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got yeah. one. But, you know, it's kind of interesting to see where the, where the trend has gone, and I, I'm, I'm glad of it. I've never been a big auction fan, and I'm not really, like I said, I had a 
brand new GTO convertible. I kept it six months. It was really boring. I guess. 69. So, I just never was a muscle car. Yeah, I guess I'm the only guy that didn't have a GTO in a room because David had one. I had one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what was that? What, mine was uh, gold, but it was the gold flake stuff or what? Meta flake. Meta flake. Yeah. Yours was red, right? Yeah, God, was that? Four hundred inch, four hundred horsepower. Yeah. Mine was and mine was four four speed Hurst four speed and literally without slicks you couldn't take off in first gear. I mean it wow. would sit there and spin. I didn't have I didn't it didn't I don't think it came stock with Positrack did it? Yes. Did it? Yeah, yeah. They were they were uh, uh, you probably had four fifty six gears in it or four eleven. Yeah, I mean it was. Well, you know, I do. I tell you what, that was the one car that I had that just I I almost got. Well, I was concerned every time I saw a cop figuring he was going to pull me over just for the the sake of pulling me over. You know, if I'd been going thirty two, he would have pulled me over for speeding or something. You know? Wow! Yeah. I just you just I was I was paranoid yeah. driving that car, yeah. and I, it could get away. I'd be fifty miles an hour. Yeah, down the street, and you'd, and then you'd shift a second. Yeah, <laughs> twelve thousand RPM. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, another so yeah, it's, so obviously, other than special cars, the 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 market is in a correction, and I, I think the other ones there are, there are a couple three other ones that you know come to mind. The early Porsche cars are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, three fifty sixes. Yeah, and, yes. and speedsters quarter of a million bucks. Twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, and uh, and the Ferraris. Yes, granted, Ferrari is a Ferrari, and a Lamborghini is a Lamborghini. That kind of stuff. But there's not. There's just not. They're not that rare for one thing. No. And it's well, just the, not the, there. I don't get it. I the, don't get that either. The Ferrari Ferraris before Fiat bought them, which is like. 67 and and older those are the ones that are commanding millions yeah, even the old crappy 330s are bringing huge bucks million, now. yeah 275 gtb2 cams and, and stuff yeah they're so, bringing huge bucks and i don't get that either but well uh, they don't drive them anymore they, they become literally it's like collector art jim and, now tell me uh, the truth have you been priced out of the market yes yeah. way out yeah I think That's I saw right collector out. art on the pickers. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, David. I, I've been priced out of everything. The landlady keeps raising the rent. Um, yeah, but I, the, the, So I guess I can't say anything. Those kind of cars are made out of unobtainium for 99.9% of the people. So as long as all the morons continue to play in that rarefied atmosphere, go for it. But leave <laughs> the regular people alone. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you all, but I feel sorry for Jay Leno now that he doesn't have a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to have to start selling all some of his cars? Phone. I got a <laughs> yeah, he'll be down. He'll get his. What do they call that card you get? EBT. Yeah. EBT. What's an EBT? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, that's is that? Your bread and butter card. Or oh, yeah, yeah, where you get your lottery tickets and your beer and your cigarettes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. And okay. don't forget the ice cream for the kids that you left at home. Okay. Um, Maybe betting today. I, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of car restoration and that kind of a career. And we've talked, you've talked to McPherson College. I've talked to Ohio Tech. And we've talked to other people about training and we in the process with Penn State but there's an opportunity now to get a classic car restoration scholarship not at your age I know I know but Haggerty and LeMay Museum which is the big museum up in Seattle joined forces to create a new collector car education program and they want to focus on education on vehicle restoration and it's a hand-on, hands-on learning program, and it'll provide scholarships as well as educational grants to students who are eager and committed to the collector vehicle industry. Now, th- I think this is pretty neat. They want to cool. carry on with the success of the former Collectors Foundation, which I don't know anything about, which was introduced in 2005. They want to educate young people between the ages of 14 to 25 on the inner workings of the automotive preservation and restoration process. So apparently Haggerty's Collectors Foundation and the LeMay Museum Board of Directors joined together to create a nationwide program. They've awarded a total of $2.75 million since 2005, impacting 25,000 students through scholarships, 27 internship opportunities, and more than 100 programs. So... The foundation's also received the support of 10,000 donors from the collector community and other nation organizations nationwide. And Haggerty has since made a lead commitment of $1.7 million over the course of the next five years to help kickstart the new program and promote the nationwide effort to educate young people for careers in the automotive restoration field. Um... If you want more information or to apply for a classic car education, you visit uh, the website HaggertyEducationProgram.org. So uh, there's an opportunity for some of these people. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah. AACA gives away four or five scholarships every year, uh, $5,000 scholarships annually. Yeah. Uh, Horses Carriage gives away a couple. They're out there yeah. for this for this stuff. And, it, it, to, I mean, to me, I'd much rather work on a classic car than a car of today. I've got to believe they're much simpler. And you're the guy that's the instructor that's taught all the people on the modern stuff. And yeah. it's basically what? Well, it's, you know, there's a difference. This is, this is all, you, you also get a sense of fulfillment. Uh, the other is just a job. Right. It's a paycheck. Right. You're, you see something come back to life. Yeah. And then, uh, to me, that's that's worth something. I agree. Plus, your Alzheimer's helps you more with the huh? Your Alzheimer's My helps what? you more with the old cars than the new yes, cars. Your your memory is better back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but but and it's getting harder and harder to find people that can do stuff. But they're. <laughs> but it, all you hear about is all these people out of work, and they they can't get their their EBTs or whatever those things are. 
So here's an opportunity for mama the, phone, mama the, phone. these kids out of college that are 22 years old that are living with mom and dad that maybe they got an education in women's history or, or some crazy thing that they can't use. They can't. You know, well, beyond that, it's like <laughs> growing up, I, I don't I don't know about you, Jim. Steve, I think I, you growing up in New York, I don't know if you if you had grass. But when I, where I grew up, you know, it wasn't it, – my dad never asked me to mow the grass or never told me to. That was just something you did. Once you could, once you could handle behind the lawnmower, that was, that was the kid's first job, uh, washing cars. And you're talking about out of work today. How many kids – you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. My two sons worked and they worked hard and they knew what it was to get a blister on their hands and and all this kind of stuff. But how many kids today you don't get blisters on those with your thumbs or whatever and they they sit on the couch and do nothing? And you're talking about out of work. They're out of work because they don't know how to work. In my opinion. Well, and here's an opportunity. Oh yeah, and it's there's a great a opportunity. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. That, to me, I mean, I look at a guy like Pete Jackson, the, the restoration shop, and he went to, to Faye Butler's school for a couple of weeks, and he, he does beautiful work now. Well, yeah. it are that time. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this on the Classic Car Show. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Solution Providers, are you aware of the Institute for Healthcare Consumerism's multiple marketing platforms? You're invited to get a little closer to IHC with our Solution Provider Membership Marketing Program. Through IHC's exclusive Solution Provider Membership, your business gets an all-access pass to engaging your prospects. This membership embeds your business within the Institute, which immediately aligns your company, its solutions, and your key executives with the nationally credible IHC brand and shows your support of the healthcare consumerism movement as a market-wide solution. And that's just the beginning. Contact IHC's Managing Director, Brent Macy, today at bmacy at the IHCC.com. Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew? with Don Zapcar. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So going back to education and working and jobs and things like that, I I think there's some tremendous opportunities. I I like what this group's doing. I like what AAACA's doing. And if people just explore this. You know, if I can get up on my soapbox Here for two seconds. No, I, you know, you look back, and, and if you went to a trade school back in the 60s, even if it was university, quote-unquote, university level, you were still looked down upon. That you still you, are, even more so today. You yeah. went to a trade school, you know, heaven. And I, for years and years, I've always thought if you had – and. As you all know, I went to tech, and 
and I got an education, but I had much rather have gone and gone someplace and been doing something with my hands because that's that's what I'm better at. And, uh, uh, you know, it should be a pride. And this is where I think our country has shot itself in the foot via the media, via people snobs with their nose in the air and everything else that, that look down on trade schools instead of – and the and the guy that can cut a bead right now is looking down on a lot of executives and laughing his ass off, but you know, I think we should. I'm for promoting trade schools. Well, and you, I don't even want to call them trade schools. I they should be at the level of they're experts in what. Well, they're doing it depends and, on the program that you pick, like the one at Penn State and the one at McPherson. That the two that I'm the most familiar with that I've dealt with. You you can get a four-year degree in that stuff, and you get two years of the hands-on part, but you also learn business skills. And all the years I was dealing dealing with, with mechanics and technicians and whatever you want to call them, they all say the same thing. I'm going to open my own shop someday, and if they do... Right down the dump. Six uh, months, yeah. and they're, they're back. Yeah. And now they're bankrupt. Uh, they need to. You need to know business skills. Exactly. And, and, there, and there's some people that that that's just not their thing. They're mechanics, but they may meet somebody and have a hell of a partnership. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But right now, so many de- people with degrees are are. They're just walking around. There's no yeah. jobs for them. There's no demand for them. How how many? people with a business degree do we need that's not going to be a telephone solicitor? <laughs> I mean, that's what they end up doing, stuff like that. I, I don't disagree with you. I, that's why I, I'm in so much in favor of this. But here's the other thing, UTI, when we talk to them, they've got the NASCAR school, and I believe that's a two-year program, if I remember Yeah, right. that, well, yeah, and, and the other one in Jamestown Community College in Jamestown, North Carolina, there that's Direct, that is definitely a NASCAR training program. And uh, we talked to the guy at Ohio Tech in Cleveland, and that's a two-year program. But if I remember rightly, that's part of a community college, and they do offer business courses there. But you do get a two-year degree there. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> to me, from what I understand, a lot of manufacturers are now using UTI and having their training programs go through UTI. Basic. Yeah, the basic. The, well, UTI, and there's another one, Lincoln Tech. Lincoln Tech. There's a couple, three of them that are using that for basic stuff. Right. And they come to the manufacturer's training programs only for product-specific. They come in there knowing they knowing how the EFI system works. Mm-hmm. But this, the manufacturer's class will tell them the unusual parts that are unique to their vehicle. But they come in here knowing the basic. Where we used to get guys that now I are one. Yeah. <laughs> he started out as a wash boy. Yeah, now I are one. And yeah. he came with his three craftsman wrenches and one ratchet set from Kmart. <laughs> and, and waiting on snap on tools to come and, Yeah, well, and that, yeah, but oh, that's oh. another old story. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, um, and those guys are starving to death. You don't see them anymore. They're going away because the new cars, you don't need it. 
Well, and, you don't and, need the tools. And if something happens with a new car, you've got scan tools and you've got the technology. Yeah, you don't need tools. It. You need a computer. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they use laptops. And, and, and they're modular. And all you need is a few small tools to remove whatever piece it tells you to. Yeah, Joe, I'd say it'd be all right. Go ahead and bring the wood in. Just build a fire right there in the middle of the table. Yeah, yeah when I went out to get, get this water, the, the outside pump is frozen, David. Uh, I thought I'd let you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this, this, this high-dollar high building here we're in with it. I couldn't get the pump to prime. Your hand didn't freeze to it, did it? <laughs> do you know what to do if it does? <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, now there's there, there's a lot of opportunities in in this field. I I don't think the restoration stuff is going to go away. Well, and of course the other big thing today is barn finds. Everybody wants a barn. Sure. Find. And I guess there are still things you can find in a barn, but they're new cars. I remember when you did barn finds, they were pre-war stuff. Yeah, Model A's. Yeah, pre-World War II and Packards. And you'll, you'll still see. They're still, out, they're still out there. Yeah. And, and the thing, but now it's mostly 50s and 60s stuff that you find in a barn. But, well, if the pickers ain't found it, it ain't going to be found. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that's, an, that's an interesting show, though. I mean, I don't particularly care for the premise, but... The, the stuff that people, some of these guys have accumulated, oh, yeah. just That's amazing. I had my, uh, my wife's uh, grandfather was like that. And when he died, instead of going through what was there, my brother-in-law just brought in the Dempsey dumpsters and said, dump it all, you know. And God knows what, what in, a, in a manufacturing plant, he had stuff that was was antique stuff any some of it was antique stuff that the old belt driven um uh, sander no the belt big belt forge forge yeah and and the the what are the is it the forge it's the slamming machine or whatever yeah Yeah. i mean he had he had i would have loved to spent weeks up there going through this stuff well yeah brenda's dad has all that all kinds of stuff in the basement well, this was this was in a huge warehouse. That, yeah, uh, you don't know. I mean, this yeah. was big time. He may he was still uh, making a very good living off of parts that he had made back in the forties and fifties. It was like uh, teeth things that go in different kinds of machines, and you couldn't find them anyplace else except from him. And uh, uh, speaking of making parts, these three D machines today that. Can make CNC a part. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you, it's just like a printer. Only it, yeah. it makes. Yeah. yeah, You can buy a, a 1911 Colt. Of course, it's twelve thousand bucks. That's made on one of these printers. Yeah, and of course, Jay Leno's got that feature on his. Yeah, he's got deal. one. Yeah, yeah, he's got one um, of those laser things. Uh, it's, it's just, it's amazing, and so you really today. And the water jets. Yep, you have that no, thing knocks them out. That like that's an amazing. That, that's and that's ama- been around for twenty some years. Yeah, but the pressure that that thing. Sure. Needs. Yeah. Well, wire burners. There's another thing today, and those things run twenty four hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> they were talking. I, I one of the shows that I was listening to on on the radio. Um, they were talking about the everybody bitching about McDonald's and you were this sort of job nothing to do with cars. But all of this stuff, there's a company now that has invented a device that uh, cuts the patties, 
You just put the ground beef things in the top, feed the bread in here. It heats it up, goes through the microwave as it goes through, comes out and it wraps it and come out and, and there's your burger. And you know what? This thing does not require a minimum wage. <laughs> and and um, the day we're talking about it, stocks. This is one – I can't remember the name of the company, but this is – this is one to invest in because if they get their way and push it to fifteen dollars an hour, you you won't see that any. You won't see burger guys anymore. You'll just see this thing. As it, before, as you were talking about the the CAD systems and the new systems that you can, you know, which are just beyond amazing. I was just thinking about if you, Steve, you may have. I don't. I don't, Jim. I don't know if you were ever particularly exposed to injection molding mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, you'd you'd put your thing together, your form. You'd put your form together, and particularly where it, where I was uh, had a bit of knowledge about it was <coughs> like you never think about this, but the millions of dollars spent on injection molds for getting the dashboard of your car and with the vents and all for your air conditioning and all the little this oh, and that. And you'd think you'd you think you'd have it down to the nth degree. You'd measured everything on your slide ruler, and you know you knew everything that there was to know about everything. And then you'd go make the injection molding, and and that would take a couple of days. And then you'd break it out. Then you'd have to clean it, and you da 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 da. And then you'd put it in there, and one little screw hole was out of place or something, you know, and you'd have to redo the whole process yeah. with the injection molding. Well, I, I think every every guy our age, the injection molding that comes to mind is model cars and airplanes that were all hooked together oh, yeah, with yeah. those little yeah. – with the outside frame, and they yep. – yeah. yeah, monogram and Ravel yeah. were the two big ones with those. Well, you know, the other interesting thing is robotics, and oh yeah, Steve yeah, and I have right. seen this now with the modern plants, but I remember back in the 60s in, in a, an assembly plant in Detroit, guys were hand-putting windshields in, and today it's a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of the, the mundane jobs are... Yeah. Uh, they're all, all the assembly line plant. stuff is... Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are, are, are off the assembly line, and... And the precision, you know, adjusting the doors, the cars are so precision now that there's no adjustment. They just no. screw. The the robot comes by and puts those three screws in the hinge and <laughs> done, and it closes and looks perfect every time. Yeah, the gaps well. are, are, are absolutely dead on. And it used to be in the past, it was all done by hand, and they had to do lead and things like that on the high-quality cars to get the, the panel gaps correct. Yeah. It's all over. And, and so. you know, the, you could say the good old days, but in some ways today's a lot better and safer. Well, and they're, they're more fuel efficient. Yeah. Heating and ventilation. <laughs> Heat? Would you not Heat. mention that word? Right? <laughs> he had a yeah. kerosene heater in his MG when he was driving yeah. around in the yeah. winter. Yeah, the little thing <laughs> okay the dark thing whatever. yeah okay we're gonna take our final break here on america's web radio the classic car show with mr steve ronaldo and jim weber we'll be back <clears throat> ihc forum west will be returning to las vegas once again in december 2014 mark your calendars for december 4th through 5th and watch out for our early discounted super saver race 
Scheduled at a time that provides our industry with the first real-time look-in at open enrollment, IHC Forum West proves to be a business-altering experience for the health and benefits industry at large. Be sure to visit www.theihcforum.com to put yourself on the IHC Forum West mailing list to be notified of updates, sponsorship, workshop, and speaker information. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Hello, I'm Ray Bowman, and I'm really looking forward to our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you every Friday at noon on America's Web Radio by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, we hope that the board isn't frozen as we come back for the final segment of Freeze Your Ass Off on America's Web... I mean, no, classic car show. You remember when, uh, like, uh, you'd have to put a piece of cardboard in front of your radiator yeah. to get oh, it warm yeah. enough? Yeah, well, that was before thermostats and, and thermosiphon. Where do I put that piece of cardboard in our studio? Speaking of that, speaking of that... Car and Driver, the uh, February 2014 issue has a race between a Model T Ford and a uh, a Tesla, and a 15T and a new Tesla, and they race from Detroit, Michigan to Shoreham, New York. And I'm going to give this to Steve because Steve is our... Model T expert, and it's a brass T, and I guess within an hour or so of each other, they got there. <laughs> yeah, through uh, the amazing. snow and sleet. Mm. Uh, yeah, amazing. So um, it, it's just. Re- I think we need to talk about this on the air after you read it, because <laughs> you know what we ought to do is I was just thinking along those lines, and and the old cars, and wouldn't it have been neat? Or I guess it was neat. But coming up with the idea, like in the in snow, they spiked tires, you know, or or studs, studs, yeah, yeah. But you know, come up with some of the thing. We ought to do a, a, a part of the show ought to be. Do you remember when, or do you you or do you remember reading about and what some of the crazy ideas? But yet, some of them work, and well, some of them still yeah floating yeah, around there out was there. A, there. There was some and chains and, and the whole chains. thing, but. The T was unique, and, and Steve's the expert on it. The last time I drove a Model T, I was in high school. And they were invented then, David. They're brand you, new, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. No, seriously. I One of the guys I knew in high school built this absolutely drop-dead, beautiful Model T Speedster. And the workmanship was unbelievable on it. And uh, that's the last one. I... I We've all been around cars, you all more extensively than me, but, I, you know, I don't know that I ever heard or knew this, but, Steve, I, I'm sure you can answer it. 
Where did the correlation or equalization of horsepower come from? What do you mean? Physics. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Phys- it's physics. Yeah. Tw- tw- this is a 20 horsepower. This is a 3, 4 Well, and there's three or four different kind of horsepower ratings, too. You mean just the term horsepower? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just equivalent to what a horse could do. How I much mean, could how it? How much weight could it pull? How much? How much could it pull? Okay, so who was judging it, and how did you know this box was twelve horsepower? Or? Caligula. Caligula. Yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm no, not I'm going serious. There. Like, like when Ford came out with, or whoever came out with the first engine. Well, yeah, that was in the would have been in the eighteen hundreds. So did they? They yeah. did they literally hitch up? A horse to a rock? <clears throat> yeah, it had to it? do with how much weight it could move. Pull. Okay. How much weight but, it could move. Dead weight. There were also horsepower ratings, which had to do with the bore and stroke. Yeah, there, there's, there, were, there was brake horsepower, yeah. and there's three, four different kinds of ratings. And there's flywheel horsepower, and there's rear wheel horsepower. Yeah, there's there's several different. Well, who be the judge? Yeah, well, yeah. SAE and... and um, the German rating and the British rating, the, yeah. the taxable horsepower. That okay, SAE. Do you remember what it? A Society of Automotive yeah. Engineers. I used to belong. Yeah. I used to get. I, I used, used to membership. go to their conventions and listen to the That's papers. That's pretty pretty powerful that you're that big an operation that you have a a bolt thread named after you. SAE. Uh, national course and national fine. Yeah. How about how about Whitworth? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was yeah. British, and then there was yeah, Dutch and Standard Dutch and Industrial Machine and JIS, Japanese Industrial Standard. Yeah, they're all different. It's yeah. Deutsch Industrial Machine. That's the German rating. Yeah. the DIN rating. Yeah, they they used to now it's gone. And the JIS. Yeah, yeah. they're all they're that. all they all use ISO or international standards, except for the United States. We're the biggest pain in the ass in the world about this stuff. <laughs> well, and, and we still have a our, What, SAA instead of metric? Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, right hand instead of left hand, threaded? Well, you had depends on what you're going to do. You you had you had right and left hand. Uh, depends on which way it was going to turn, if it was going to turn, or what we were, the pressure was going to be applied. Yeah, on, on cars. On one side it was left hand thread, and on the other side it was right hand thread. And and who decided the amount of torque? I would have to say probably an engineer. Yes, yeah, so where where its brake lim- <coughs> where where its brake limits are. Hi, do you still have it? I'm I'm sure you got a couple of torque wrenches. Yes, I got the old one with the the beam. moving arm, the beam. Yeah, yeah. the beam type. Yeah, but yeah, I have a couple of clickers. You know, when you're doing this stuff a lot, you you know you could just set it and go. Yeah. I'm I'm I must say, in weather like this, the thought of having to go out and crawl around, even on a Jeeper Creeper underneath the car right now, would is well, this is the way. I hated it when it was cold and I had to work on if I had yeah. to work on it. You know? Yeah, but back when when there were real people, I mean, literally, yeah, people that were industrious. I'll probably. You might get some emails on this, but (laughs) 
Seriously. I mean, they, they take trash they were, cans. Heavy coveralls, those zip-up, yeah. oh, yeah. hand-covered yeah. coveralls. Yeah, I had, I on the farm, I had the insulated Yeah, cover-all. the insulated yeah. tan coveralls. But you'd take a garbage can lid, and you'd either put some wood in it or some charcoal, coals, and you'd shove it underneath the pan because the car wouldn't start because it had 40-weight yeah, motor right. oil yeah, in it. Yeah, it was too thick. Because you forgot and to that, put 20 in it. And, it, and, and, and the old, the old mm. six-volt starters just ain't going to push that stuff. Well, the other, the other kicker I had was the, uh, when I was farming was that I had the uh, heating rod that went down in the uh, dipstick. In the, dipstick in the oil, heater, yeah. 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 And some other times we'd use a, a spotlight. We'd put yeah, a spotlight. Yeah. But the other thing was the thermosiphon heater or the inline water heater and and the frost plug. You'd pull a frost plug. Most of the British cars, we did that. Yeah, and had that thing in it. You the little tube. Yeah. The and you'd plug thing. it in. Diesel but trucks today, I mean. They, they still do it. Yeah, yeah, the kid across the street's got one of these big rigged long things when he comes to visit his parents. And he plugs it in at night because it gets cold. I... Uh, you know, I, and I they turn the, and, and the yeah. old ones. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't been around diesels that much, but you used to turn the key on, and you couldn't start it till the no. light went off. Yeah. Oh yeah, the glow with plugs. the glow yeah. plugs. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the heated. And uh, the Mercedes came with a, a plug in a plug, a, right? A male plug. When the, right. When we were on a tour in International Falls, I'm sure I mentioned this before. They have a temperature in the square in International Falls, Minnesota. That goes down, and it was sixty minus sixty four degrees when we were there. It was the coldest recorded temperature in International Falls, and every parking meter has two plugs in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you plug in your block heater and your battery heater. Back in my Ute, when I was a district parts and service manager, I had Minnesota in Duluth, and there were plugs outside the hotel room. Yeah, and you'd. Have to plug your. I, I understand that Virgil Flowers is moving to Florida now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Had> enough. <laughs> um, the, but the other thing, you, I remember people talking about they boil water, and they go out, and they pour it in a radiator, or on the radiator, to, because sometimes the ethylene glycol mix with the water wasn't enough, and the damn radiators would freeze up. Uh, it's just, I sort of remember my father doing something weird like that one a few times. I yeah. think back on it. Yeah, doing something. I, I you know, I. You, uh, yeah, I remember when multi viscosity oil came out, and it was basically after World War Two. And man, the arguments. That's what, that's and, what Steve used on. They the still chair. argue about it. Yeah, these yeah. that's what we we're talking about. These old farts still argue. And, about and that now, stuff. I mean, cars today run on five thirty. Zero five. Some of them are zero five now. That's so. like. Well, zero is water. Yeah. Zero has the ha, has the viscosity or the thickness reading of water. Zero is water. Did you? Know, uh, I had just learned this. Yes, I heard it yesterday. When uh, centigrade and Fahrenheit are the same, is it minus so, forty degrees? I didn't know that, but I know I knew there was one point. Here's that Xerox. Yeah, yeah. We we're talking. Also, uh, Steve brought in the new copy of Hemmings, which yeah, is their sixtieth anniversary. Yeah. And there's a li- nice long story if, uh, about, about us? Hemmings, huh? Yeah, about us. 
yeah. know about uh-huh. him. It's uh-huh. for the February yeah. issue, it's on the newsstand now. But it's, uh, I, I mean, they're part of the hobby. They, they are. They are huge, huge. Yeah, huge they do part a muscle car magazine, and they do a collector car magazine, which is domestics, yeah, and then they, they, they were, do a sports and import. They were always called the Bible of the old car hobby. Yeah. You wonder how long they're going to be able to continue putting out a, a publication Look, like that. You know how fat it is. Well, I know, and that's what I'm saying. That, uh, that is also not cheap. Seriously. Yes. Talking about things, the BMW M3, M4 has a carbon fiber drat. A what? wrapped drive shaft. Carbon fiber. Yeah, lighter and stronger. Lighter and stronger. Yeah. So here's some reading for you, but I think we ought to talk about the Model T versus the Tesla that went from I would have bet on the T from the beginning. Well, unfortunately, the Tesla beat it, but that's because they didn't have you, the T, you along on the T. They didn't have. You probably have more miles. How, how many miles? I mean, that. <laughs> how many T's have you had when you were a kid growing up? You drove a T, didn't well, you? Yeah, but but you mean the white one? Yeah, the I white. I don't know one. How, how how would you know how many miles? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's been that's on tours. In, that's up in in Pennsylvania. Yeah, now. Getting its new well, upholstery. gentlemen, it's um, time to put the plug in the jug but if you check our blog on America's Web Radio David's going to put this information on about the scholarships I will do it I'll do it I'll do it you're the best have you heard anything from up north no are you kidding okay we've got the plug in the jug and uh, lighting the fire in the studio (laughs) we'll be back next week with more on the classic radio show stay tuned